and welcome back to another episode on my podcast wellness with sylvie now last week i brought you back into the newest season or rather the first episode of the newest season and we are looking at um, my take or what i experienced during a 30-day uh, yoga challenge coupled with a 21-day meditation challenge so I started off the yoga challenge first and then the 21 day came in um, uh, somewhere in the middle of my yoga challenge. So last week we spoke about um, the, the, you know, basically my take on, on what I think you should do if you're planning to do a yoga challenge. And I recommended doing the Yoganuary one on YouTube with Kat Meffen. I really enjoyed this and I already spoke about how much I enjoyed this uh, last week. But basically, I want to talk about day two, day two of what my yoga challenge was. So I'm not going to do 30 episodes where I talk about this. I will couple a few, but I do want to talk about a couple that are fundamental. And I'll, I have dedicated um, whole episodes to just one of the days. So without further ado, um, yeah, so day two was yoga for the core so i really enjoyed this um she had an introduction into the importance of the core but for me it wasn't satisfactory enough or at least not enough for me to just lay off especially because this is a podcast where we talk about wellness and we talk about yoga because yoga is my um drug of choice and because i think it's important for me to educate anyone who's interested on yoga so we all know that yoga for core is integral not just for yoga or other forms of exercise but also generally for your life and your well-being it's the part that literally keeps your spine steady and stable i don't mean the super you know the superficial eight pack abs that you see um, everywhere on social media i'm talking about the deeply rooted core muscles that help us with maintaining posture, structure, um, balance to a large extent. So in regards to yoga, your core is absolutely pivotal when it comes to posture, balance and spinal stability. Another reason why your core is essential is that it harmonizes the movements of the upper body, the lower body, and that allows you to carry out different yoga postures with steadiness and with grace. And even when you're doing like your high intensity things like you know, when you're doing your plank and everything, getting your form right, understanding how to engage your core, your inner core muscles is what actually helps build your outer core muscles. So a little, a little takeaway for all you um, exercise enthusiasts. So in more philosophical elements of yoga, we have what is called bandhas, right? Um, and the, it's a gesture in which a segment of your body is sealed isolated or constricted in some manner so when it comes to your core so let's call them locks so you're locking a part of your body when it comes to your core there are two bandas associated here that you always want to think about actively when you're doing yoga um, for your core so we have what you call udhyana banda which is abdominal lock so i'm just you know throwing in a bit of sanskrit there to show you how much i know <laughs> Anyway, one, it's one of the most powerful locks, Udhyana Banda. 
Um, it's called the upward flying lock or the abdominal lift. So you know when you suck your abdominal walls in and up at the end of a exhalation during a yoga pose or while restraining your breath, what happens is your abdominal organs are all swept up into a higher than normal position in the trunk by a partial vacuum in your chest cavity, right? So if you want to use it, you draw your belly button in, right? So when you're engaging your core, when you're trying to look like you've got that six pack that you've been working on all summer and you want it to pop, you suck in your core, right? So this is essentially what, um, at, at a very high level, what Udiana Banda is. So you draw your belly button in and up. And this action of drawing it into the midline of your body, it creates a contraction. It creates stability and it generates that heat that you feel when you're like doing your plank or when you're pulling yourself up into downward dog. And this helps to build core strength. Then we have the other um, banda that's associated with your core. And this is called mula banda, your root lock. So this Sanskrit word mula, right, refers to the root. It refers to the root or a plant of a tree. Um, and in everyday jargon, the root can also mean the foot or the base. And that's why we have this thing called the root chakra. Um, so it can mean the root, the, I mean the foot uh, or a base of an object or the origin of the object, right? So the root, where, where does it come from? Like the root of the problem. Anyway, I, 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 I digress. So in this case here, mula indicates the base of your torso. So right before, um, so like your lower abs, right? Um, let me not get too into too much complicated um, yogic talk. But so basically the base of your torso, the perineum. And it's associated with the muladhara chakra. So that's your root chakra, the lowest of the energy um, centered along the spine. So mulabandha or the root lock is stabilizing and calming, right? So as I said in the beginning, in, in the more physical um aspects in regards to yoga for your core it provides that stabilizing effect for your spine and it also um, provides the calming element so this also enhances the energy of concentration so for those of you who struggle with concentration why not try doing a couple of planks every now and then and see how it improves okay um, so to use it you have to lift up your pelvic floor. So your, your absolute lower, the lower part of your um, abdomen. So you have your top part and you have your lower part. So the top part works with your stomach chakra or rather your, your um, stomach muscles, the higher stomach muscles, your upper core. And then the mula banda is talking about your pelvic floor. So... And this, this one, ladies, it's sort of this idea where imagine you're engaging, you're holding every muscle. So when we do Kegel exercises, right, every woman knows what a Kegel exercise is. So contract and use the muscles that stop you from needing to go use the bathroom for a um, number one. So basically, that's what you do. That's how you use it. So I thought it would be good for me to just give you a little bit of insight into why your core is so important. And... What I really liked about um, Kat Meffin's take on her day two yoga for the core is that she sort of, you know, she started off with um, your, uh, the, the fundamentals um, in uh, taking it easy, relaxing and understanding your breath. Because actually your prana or your breath 
is really important for understanding how to engage those two different bandhas, Udiyana and Mula Bandha. All of them are associated with your breath. So yoga is nothing without the breath. Understanding the different kinds of breaths associated um, is so important to understanding how to practice and how to understand um, how engaging certain uh, postures are going to feel in regards to uh, using your breath. So, and your breath also allows you to get deeper into stretches and so on and so forth. Breath is life simply. So what I really enjoyed coming back to that is that she, first of all, started off by saying, remember, this is your own personal um, journey and just do what you can and always listen to your body. Right. But she, she says this in a way of explaining to you that there's certain fundamentals uh, in the physical sense of yoga that you always have to adhere to. So whether you're modifying or taking very, you like, you know, maybe more difficult variations of certain poses, it's so important for you to understand where your core or the other fundamentals come into play. So, you know, she, she always says that. So she even shows you how to engage your core, which for me is so important. So when I'm teaching yoga, for example, and I tell people engage their core and I'm always telling them like throughout the class, engage your core, you know, constrict your muscles, engage your core, because really your core is what supports your backbone and your backbone is definitely what protects your spine from injury and basically what helps you with stability. So think of your core as your, um, let's say it's your, it's your, what do I call it? It's, it's your energy force. Think of your core as your energy force. So most people will think that your legs are your energy force, but you would be surprised um, that your core is extremely, extremely important. So when I also talk about the core, I mean also the lower, um, the lower back parts of your core, right? So it's not just your, your abs, it's everything, your transverse abdominus, the backs, your lower back. So your core really is your core. It's the core being of what helps you with getting strength and stability throughout your body. So back to Ms. Kat Meffen. So now I've spoken about the core. So this, this um, episode is quite a core intensive one. I won't lie. She does, she does give uh, a few variations, not, I mean, modifications, sorry, but not too much. And, um, I think that's one thing I can say for beginners. This is something that you might struggle with um, is that she doesn't really sort of show you uh, how to modify um, using, you know, especially like putting down your knees and also talking about the fact that what if you have a knee injury and you can't really come to your knees because a lot of the modifications for uh, quite core intensive poses is to sort of lower your knee or to drop this, you know, just these, your hands or your, to your forearms, if you're in a plank and so on and so forth. And I feel like she could have done better there, but that said, be that as it may, (laughs) God, um, be that as it may, it's, I still think that she, uh, does an exemplary job, um, really getting you to build heat around your core and learning how to isolate those muscles in your core. And, for me, that was really important because even when I teach, I always, um, I always, I, I, I always start off, especially with beginner classes. I always start off teaching them how to get into the posture, 
I don't necessarily think that extreme flexibility is the most upteen and important and paramount thing. I think your postures, holding the posture correctly, is really what's important. And what you'll find, actually, with people who are, um, have hypermobility, such as myself, is after many years of practicing, I have come to learn that for the longest of time, just because I was able to bend my body in weird ways, doesn't mean I was able to get into the poses um, well enough. And at times I used to be like, okay, this for me seems too easy. And I remember when I went for a couple of classes where the teacher was like, you need to do it this way. So tuck in your core, you know, engage Mula Banda, engage Udiana Banda. Um, your abdominal and your pelvic, <clears throat> your root lock, I realized that it's so important to understand the fundamentals, the postures. So I would rather have a session where I'm literally teaching the slowest flow practice. We might not even flow. I might just do some asana, some movements, some, some poses where I show you exactly how to get into that pose and oftentimes with most um, yoga your core is really the most important part okay it's not it's not the most important but it's usually quite okay it's rather important um so anyway i liked the fact that she in day two just sort of took you straight into um, understanding the yoga for core now towards the middle there were some holds she was doing where you're in plank and your, your knee or like example, your right knee is sort of um, bent in and you have to drop your right knee, lift it up, drop your right knee, lift it up. Now, that was very core intensive um, and and it was challenging. I won't lie. And I could imagine how it could be extremely challenging for somebody who um, is on a weight loss journey, for example, or who, you know, who maybe carries a, a, some weight in their hand or rather in their body so it's it's important to understand that many times how you do your core practice can really determine how engaged people are especially for beginners or people who are hoping to use yoga for weight loss um so you know teaching variations is highly important and modification sorry i confuse those words modification variation Modification is when you make something simpler. Variations is when you have different options. So harder options um, in yoga talk, let's just say that. So um, one recommendation to you, Kat friends, try and modify for us a bit. Anyway, so either way, she was able to build up the heat really well. And this, in 32 minutes, that's no time at all. So imagine being able to use all that, expend all that energy gain all that heat and learn how to isolate your core muscles in a bid to build strength, stability, stamina, you name it. So I'm just super, super thrilled by the fact that um, I was able to do this 32 minutes. Um, and, you know, it's it, it, 32 minutes might seem like a long time for people who are just getting into this, but you'd be surprised how quickly it goes by. And she always starts off slow. You know what I like about her? She's, she'll start off slow. Then she'll build up without really realizing that she's building up. And before you know it, she's doing some challenging poses and you're there shaking and you're like, am I really going to manage to do this? And then she then comes down a bit slowly. 
as I mentioned in uh, episode one, the problem is because it's trying to fit in everything in within a certain time frame, 30 minutes, 32 minutes, 45 minutes, you don't really reap the benefits of that afterwards. You don't really be able, you, you aren't really able to get into say Shavasana um, for a long time. But as I said before, take your Shavasanas after pause, you know, take a while to just spend some time understanding why Shavasana is so important for every single um, practice that you are doing. So, um, would I recommend doing this class for extreme beginners? I would not, not exactly. I would try and figure out some variations. So, um, for example, if you're doing a high plank, which can be um, a bit too intensive on the wrists, I would recommend coming onto your forearms and doing a low plank with your hands interlaced. Okay. Very, very good exercise, very core intensive. Or if you can't do that, then drop your knees. Drop your knees slightly, tuck your toes and sort of lean forward with your elbows tucked in towards your chest. Wow, I feel like I'm teaching a class. <laughs> I really sound like I'm teaching a class, but I'm not. Um, so anyway, that's a couple of takes. Um, you know, if you're more uh, moderate to intermediate, you'll be able to do this class. Obviously, if you're an advanced, then you'll breeze through this. But again... Sometimes doing these challenges is not just about being able to do the class. It's also about the consistency. And I'm going to talk about that in episodes coming up. Consistency, which is the most um, hardest discipline to master. It's being consistent. You know, people are always like, you know, um, consistency is what matters above um, being able to do one thing once amazingly and then not being able to follow through. So, um so it's something my mom always used to tell me. She's like, you're not consistent. You know, you have so much potential, but you're not consistent. And yes, I have had to learn the importance of consistency. And this is actually why I decided to take on this challenge to see how consistent I could be. One uh, little caveat is you will be sore the next day. You're definitely going to feel it in your lower back. You're going to feel it in your uh, obliques and your transverse abdominals. And so what I recommend is to do a double stretching session. So what does that mean? After she takes you through a couple of stretches, I will YouTube stretches for yoga stretches for your core, right? Um, relaxing yoga stretches for your core. And that will help you to sort of uh, relax the muscles, uh, you know, even further and uh, really help avoid those lower back um, pains that can maybe become overbearing. But that little, that little niggling pain when you've done core work is so fulfilling. It's so satisfying. It feels so good to know you've worked your core. And, you know, when you have a little chuckle, a little giggle, and you're like, ooh, that feels good, you know? That addictive pain that you get when you've done a nice, fulfilling workout. It's the same thing for yoga. So you will be sore, so expect that. Um, and another thing is to also understand that if you do decide to take this on, take it with a caution. Understand if you've got injuries, especially lower back injuries, I would say, you know, consult whichever medical practitioner you normally have for your back pains before you decide to get into these core intensive classes, especially when you're dealing with a lot of planking and so on and so forth. So 
I say this because I do not want to be responsible for you injuring yourself, um, but also just for your well-being. Like, just, you know, just don't, don't try and be a hero. Don't try and, and do things that you have been warned against. Listen to your medical practitioners and your medical advisors and ask them, can I do yoga? Can I do this? And actually, many times, uh, I've had a lot of people I teach who are like, so... Um, my practitioner, I asked them if I can do yoga and they said, yeah, don't do these exercises and don't do those exercises. Perfectly fine. You can always skip out on doing some things and take a child's pose or just sit in a comfortable seated pose. That is yoga. Showing up to your mat is yoga. So for now, all I can say is understand your body. Do it with loving kindness. Learn how to engage your um, bandas or your locks because that is where you will grow your internal core muscles and um, take it easy um, do a double stretch and expect to be sore <laughs> and um, yeah I think that's it oh but one other thing that I've just forgotten is I love this little incentive she had on her challenge so she started doing like every a week's giveaway, which was sponsored um, and people could win a 250 pound voucher um, just by sharing like a daily practice in a photo or a video form on Instagram each day using that hashtag at that time, which was Yoganue. As I said in the last episode, this was um, done. It was like a beginning of the year challenge. And I'm sure that every year they'll be doing this. But obviously that shouldn't be your only incentive is getting 250 pounds voucher. But still, it's a great incentive. Um, so I recommend, I recommend that. I recommend you, um, you know, use incentives, obviously, to get you to do your exercise. Even try it out. You never know. You could win. But always do yoga for you. Never do it for, 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 you know, for the sake of impressing people. Never do it because you want to be able to... I mean, it could be a motivation for you to become more flexible. That's fine. But I don't think it should be used with the ego in the sense that I want to be able to do this beautiful pose for the gram. Like, that kind of beats the purpose of doing yoga. I understand why people would want to do yoga for weight loss, you know. And I think in the journey, you learn how to love you know, the yoga. Yoga becomes a lifestyle. It becomes your daily routine. And with that, all I can say is thank you very much for listening to another episode on Wellness with Sylvie. I hope you've enjoyed um, my day two and some of the recommendations that I've given you. Remember, it was all about the core. It was all about those funky san Sanskrit word Uriyana Banda and Mula Banda. And if you really want to learn more about um, yoga and about the philosophy behind yoga, I recommend uh, the book that I've been reading for a while now. It's called Teaching Yoga Beyond the Poses, written by a lady, two ladies, Sage Roundtree Round and Alexandra de Siciato. And um, I like how they sort of give you a progression into understanding the different things associated in different kinds of yoga. It's a very nice, well-rounded approach. Um, and it's, I feel like it's, it's a very good introduction, especially for people who are hoping to start teaching. But even just if you're, if you're interested in understanding, you know, a bit of the philosophy, um, 
But, you know, there's other books like the um, Patanjali, Patanjali Yoga and the Yoga Sutras, I think so. I'm not too sure, I don't remember. And obviously that is goes that goes very deep into the philosophy and how yoga began or, I you know, f- uh, theories on how yoga began. So again, sorry, I ranted on at the end. It was just a little, you know, addendum. Um, thank you very much for listening to me today. And... Hashtag do your yoga. Take care, guys. And I look forward to hosting you again on next week's episode.